Yeah. NBA Strayer, how are you going? How are you going? Are you well? I hope you are. I know I am. You know? Silver's Chrissy, bro. That's right. It's Tuesday, December 14, all day. And I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. Uh, here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA season while repping Australia a bit. Got a couple of good ones today for that too, I'll tell you that much. And uh, we don't take things too seriously around here at NBA Australia. You might have gathered, gathered that, but we do take basketball seriously, bro. <laughs> or at least thinking about it. I don't know. COVID postponements. Jeez. Finally hit. First COVID postponements of the NBA season. We've got trade talk. We've got Steph. He's one short of tying the all-time three-point record. It's all happening. And we've got nine games today, all covered in the NBA Australia game wraps. That means a juicy slab, but that's not an eye fall, mate. No, mates. Spudder than I, better than Lonzo Ball. There's about 87 pantsing today. It was brutal. Uh, we've got, yeah, now we've got the unpopular opinion of the day. We've got our back take house where we're serving up a flame grill take. There's Australian Player Watch, and uh, we usually do a Shane Hill shooter shoot. Shoot your shot, line them up award. So we'll do a quick one of those, but we'll also a great moment in NBA Australia stat history. Uh, because we might also just double down on the uh, Shane Hill shooter shoot tomorrow. You know, when Steph breaks the record. Anyway, uh, we've got the game previews and picks for tomorrow as well. And that'll probably be it for today. Got to run off and grab the squid. So, uh, no, we'll save Jingles HR for tomorrow. Sound good? Right, good. Episode 719 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack! Uh, you better. Better watch out for the Air Gordon attack if you're Dan Gafford. Better watch out for the kicked out attack if you're the Nikola Yoka Jokic. Jeez. There's about 87 other pantings going on today as well. It's a lot of attacking. Yeesh. Better watch out for Kyle Lowry. Oh, my God. Just absolutely smoking. That's a girl's name, Lowry Marketing. Anyway, uh, let's get stuck in today's show, the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with the daily. Oh, it's a whip around, man. Yeah, that's a good one. Hey, oh, nice one. Right. Lots of news to get through. Uh, obviously, the COVID postponement. So, we talked about this on yesterday's show, the co- what, the COVID bulls? Jesus. Uh Elise Johnson tested positive as well, which put them at 10 players out. And the NBA's finally like, oh, yeah. Nah, I guess that's a bit too many, isn't it? So we won't, you don't have to play, bros. <laughs> Chicago, like, thank fuck. Uh, 10 players. It literally left the Bulls without enough players to play. Uh, so their next two games are postponed. That's against the uh, Detroit Basketball Pistons tomorrow. The Pistons are like, hooray, a game that we don't lose. <laughs> but, jeez. So Elise, he joined Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine, old Avril over there, Troy Brown, oh, Stanley Johnson, the replacement player getting COVID as well is just fucking bonkers. Demar, Matt Thomas, Kobe, Kobe White, Javante Grant. And uh, yeah, there you go. So hopefully the Bulls get healthy and everyone's okay because that's fucking nuts. But there you go, it happened. Uh, what else we got? Thrill Sap. That's right, Paul Thrill Sap, Millsap. He's out for the uh, Nets as well with the into the health and safety protocols. Hopefully he's doing all right. Bit of a tough one there. Uh, hashtag keep Patty safe. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, other news. Obviously, Steph Curry was the big one out of today. One more three away from tying Ray Allen's all-time three-point record. He's two away from breaking it. Obviously, that's what happens. One to tie, two to break. And, uh, of course, in an amazing twist of fat, bro, Golden State play the New York City Knickerbockers of New York City tomorrow at Madison Square Garden. Oh, it's on TV, is it? Oh, yes. Yes, it is. The weirdest part is I think their plane got stuck in the tarmac as they were trying to leave. So there's a little bit of uh, weird sort of discombobulation going on with their travel. And, like, the vibe is you always fly out after a game if you've got a back-to-back, right? So there's no other sort of hiccups where... Uh, you get stuck and the game is missed, etc. right? So what they're trying to do is you fly out and then you have a really late night. It sucks. And then what happens is you sort of 
then get through the rest of your day. And that's why back-to-backs are just shitty, right? But here we are. Hopefully they can travel and hopefully they make it there because otherwise it might be a bit of a weird one. But anyway, happy days. And then we'll all uh, see that happen on MSG tomorrow, won't we? Yeah, good. Kyrie! What? That's right, Kyrie Irving. Back in the news, bro. What do you reckon that is, Jimmy? I don't know. I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Renewed optimism that he's going to be playing for the Nets at some point this season. Oh, man. Well, the the COVID and uh, the rates are rising and uh, the vaccine mandates are still in place. What could be changing? I don't know. Was it KD yelling at him? Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, But, yeah, so renewed optimism that Kyrie will actually be playing, which is weird because, you know, KD only just said something about it the other day about, oh, geez, you know, it would be pretty good if we had another ball handler. Uh, you know, so James doesn't have to play point guard all the time. Yeah, good stuff. So Kyrie back as a net, maybe, perhaps, question mark? That'd be kind of nice. Isaiah Thomas, the little guy, back in the G League with the Nuggets G League affiliate, the Grand Rapids Gold, which is pretty cool because they're coached by Jet Terry. How good's that? I love a bit of Jet Terry. And uh, just in time for the G League showcase, which I think is like this weekend into next week. So that'll be massive. That's also a big part of the trade chatter that I mentioned earlier. Because now you got the Pacers going, Oh, yeah, look, uh, Tomato Sabonis, he's up there, uh, the Suvlaki King. If you want to trade for him, it'll only cost you, I don't know, a combination of moot, a little bit of tomato. Uh, Miles Turner, obviously. Melkin Brogdon can't be traded, which is hilarious. Karras. Uh, there's rumors of Karras Levert for the sex man, Colin Sexton. And it feels like that's only based on the simple fact that Karis LeVert and Jared Allen are friends. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Indy. Oh, yeah, nah, let's trade for the guys out for the rest of the season. Good job. Uh, there's a slew of teams, apparently, who are going to pursue Miles Turner. But it's all about the price tags on both uh, Sabonis, etc. It seems like they only want to move one of them, which is obviously interesting. And considering that Miles Turner's been the most outspoken about not being wanting to be there, it'd probably be him. Uh, but it sounds like the Suvlaki King isn't enjoying it either. Anyway, other trade chatter. T-H-T. He's dynamite. That's right. Talon Horton Tucker of the Los Angeles Lakers of Los Angeles, California. Up to seven teams are interested in him, bro. A.K.A. the Lakers kicked the tires on uh, the clutch group's journalists and went, Oi, wake up. Go put some rumors out there for T-H-T, would ya? Because we need to get LeBron some help. Drive up his price. Say that there's a lot of teams interested. <laughs> If you've watched him play this season, I'm not entirely convinced there's uh, too many teams that would actually be like, oh, fuck, we better give up a lot to go get him because apparently it's going to cost a lot if you ask the Lakers. Yeah, no shit. That's some good gamesmanship. But uh, Talon Horton Tucker, well, this makes sense because he's essentially, apart from Rusty Westbrook, their only vague trade asset. Yeah. Anyway, it's a bit weird. But the thing is, Trevor Reza might be back in the next week or two, so... That doesn't really help because the Lakers are old as shit already and Trevor Reza was cooked three years ago. So, don't know about that. And uh, what else we got? Ben Simmons. Shams is out there. Shams Sharania. Yeah, they're saying that the Knicks, the Lakers, the T-Wolves, the Blazers, the Kings, the Pacers, and the Cavs are among the teams interested in Simo. Like, most of those are kind of no shit. We kind of knew about the, uh, you know, the Cavs, the Pacers, the Kings, etc. Those small markety kind of dooge. The Wolves has been an obvious one for a long time. The Lakers is pretty funny. It's like, hey, uh, Daryl, do you want Russell, Russell Westbrook again, bro? Remember how you traded for him when you were in charge of Houston? He's like, no. No, that was the boss. I fucking hated Russell Westbrook. It's like, oh, yeah. Well, do you want him? No. Fuck off, Rob Polinka. <laughs> that was the entire conversation between the Lakers and Daryl Morey and the Sixers about Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook. Um, the Knicks, the problem is just the trade assets, etc. that the Knicks would have to uh, sort of pull off a Simo trade. It's a bit hairy and a bit weird. And the fit is pretty fucking, like, horrible, I think, uh, in terms of like, the assets they would have to give up. So I don't know how that would work, but that'd be kind of fun. I'd love to see Simo on the uh, on the actual Knicks. So, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, Jason Anderson, the Sacramento B, he was like, oh, yeah, the Kings aren't pursuing uh, Sabonis or Turner. Uh, but, yeah, uh, all right on the radar is Ben Simmons still. Buddy Heald, Marvin Bagley, we want to trade those guys, so maybe. Uh, it does very much feel like he was just reporting what Shams reported. So, happy days there. And finally, the Players of the Week for Week 8 
of your NBA season. Two months in, isn't that crazy? Uh, in the West, LeBron James. And uh, in the East, the Suvlaki King, Demarta Sabonis. He has absolutely turned that up in this last week. I actually mentioned that yesterday, right? Like, you kick around some trade rumors and everyone goes, fuck, I better start playing well. We're going to get to that in a second because uh, Miles Turner did not do that today. Right, game wraps. Game wraps, 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 game wraps. Game wraps. Nine games today. Let's fang through this. Cleveland. Cleveland. Beat the pants off of Miami. 105-94. Huge run and turnaround in the second quarter. This was awesome. Jarrett, go the fro, Allen, and uh, Darius Rucker, Judy Garland. They were great. Okoro was doing stuff. Larry Markinen were hitting shots. Uh, no one for the heat outside of PJ Tucker was doing much. And then, in the last eight minutes, basically, the second quarter, it was a 30-13 to 13 Cleveland run. Cleveland! That's right. So the Heat tightened it up straight away in the third quarter, and it was tied to the start of the fourth. Then, boom, a couple of Okoro threes and a three from Kevin Love. The Cavs are back up 11, and they just kept on rolling. It was crazy. The Cavs are unreal to watch. I love them. Like, Mobley couldn't hit a shot today, but everybody else kind of stepped up. And uh, Kevin Love was just unbelievable. He had 23 points all in the second half and some really big steadying moments from like the old dudes of the Cavs, like Rubio would chuck in a bucket here and there. Just like, we need to score right now or else we'll get a bit hairy and Kevin Love would hit something or Rubio would hit something. It was really cool. So good win for the Cavs. PJ Tucker had 23 points. He was awesome. 22-5 and five for Big Buddha Carl Larry, but nobody else could hit a goddamn shot. Duncan Robinson, I'd like to have a beer with Duncan because he can't hit a shot. One or seven from three. Oh, how quickly it turns, Duncan. He was good the other day, bad today. Good the other day, bad today. Astruz went over four. There goes my hero, Tyler Hero. There's a couple of uh, interesting award vibes floating out there as well. Like Tyler Hero is still like the rampant favorite for sixth man of the year because I'm assuming people haven't watched him play in the last four weeks. <laughs> And the same goes for Miles Bridges. I think he's still favorite for uh, most improved player. It's like, are we still just basing that off his first, like, 18 days? <laughs> what is happening? Anyway, uh, the Cavs, the actual most improved player this year, Darius Rucker, Judy Garland, 16, 5, and 3 steals. He was awesome. He shot 5 of 16, but he's composure. I love it. Uh, Jared Allen, he had 17 and 8. He shot 6 of 6 from the floor. 17 points, 5 of 5 at the line. Kevin fucking Love. What a game. 23-9-1. Went 5 of 8 from downtown. Okoro was really good as well. He's had like an amazing outburst the last three games. 18-5. and five. He went 4 of 8 from downtown. 12 for Larry. Uh, love to see that, which is kind of cool. And uh, 9 points, 5 rebounds. 2 steals for Mobley. You love to see that. Rubio, 7-7. Seven and seven. Miami now 16-12. and 12. Hilariously, Cleveland. That's right. Cleveland! Ahead of Miami at 17-12. and 12. Golden State outlasted Indy 102-100 by ripping off a seven-zip run in the last 90 seconds where you're like, are Indy throwing this game? <laughs> like, was Karis LeVert given money to fall over and lose the ball out of bounds on the last pace of po- uh, possession? Because it kind of felt like it. I'm just saying. Indy got up early. Golden State pulled him back. Another 13-3 Indy run and eight point halftime lead and it very much felt like they were in control of this the entire way and Golden State never could really get much of a run going on and then they did in the last 90 fucking seconds it was insane like Steph hit a three basically to get it back to two uh, and then they get back up and you end up with a Kevin Looney putback which turns into the game winning shot because Karis LeVert, as mentioned, fumbles the ball out of bounds on their last possession to sort of try to tie it up. And then the Warriors sort of turned it over on the inbound. Sacramento had a crack. and uh, Not Sacramento. Uh, Indy had a crack. No dice. Game over. It was crazy. They both sort of shot like shit from three. I think the pace was a 7 of 30. And the Warriors were 8 of 30. And Steph hit five of those. That's insane. Uh, the Suvlaki King, 30 and 11. Really good. Brogdon, 23-8 and eight assists. Karis LeVert out there playing his way into some trade rumors. You love to see that. 19-5. and five. Uh, Unfortunately, the rest of the paces were shit. Chris Duarte and Miles Turner, 2 of 16 combined. 1 of 7 from Sleepy Eyes. Jeremy Lamb as well. Like, just brutal scenes. The Warriors, though, Steph had 26. He went 5 of 15 from 3. And uh, I might talk about this later, but 
Oh, I reckon he missed a couple of those on purpose. <laughs> Seven turnovers as well. 15, 9, and 5 for Draymond. 15 for Maple Jordan, Andrew Wiggins. Looney, 14 and 8 with the game winner. Love that. Uh, 10 for Otto. I like to get blocked to Porter. Enough for the Golden State Warriors. Sneak past the Pacers. They're 12 and 17, the Pacers. Golden State, 22 and 5. Sacramento got absolutely shit pumped in Toronto. 124-101. Scotty B just came out with, yeah, not today, boys, and fucking smashed him. And the Kings, their record isn't saying that they're the worst team in the NBA, but I think they might be the worst team in the NBA. Like, can you fire an interim coach? I'm asking for a mate. The mate's Vivek Renadive. <laughs> Like, holy shit. They got belted in the second quarter and the game was over. Like, Toronto were like, oh, shit, all right, cool. They had nine players in double figures. You know how hard that is? Nine players? It's insane. The Kings, look, Darren Fox had 29. Buddy Hill had 14 points. No one else did shit. Like, Bags had, what, 12 and 11, but he shot 5 of 12. One of nine for Black Falcon, Harrison Barnes. Just, this team is broken. They need to trade for Ben Simmons, A-S-A-N, fucking P, and just do something. Because this is not working. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Get Buddy Healed over there. Uh, for the Raps, as mentioned, nine figures, 16, 8, and 4 for Siakam. Old Chris Bobby Boucher, he had 17 and 5. Scotty B was awesome. Scotty Barnes is unreal. We're going to talk about him at length later. 16 points, 5 blocks. Uh, 12 points for Fred Van Vliet, the fight in Van Vliet. Also just launched a uh, Fred Van Vliet scholarship. For the University of Toronto, love to see that. 10 on 11 shots for Gary Terrence, Trent Darby Jr. Utah, he had 12 and 10. Champagne had 10, 14 for Malachi Flynn. Shvee at 11. Shvee, shvee, couldn't be shvee. 11, love that. Sacramento, 11, 17. Toronto, big win, 13 and 14. Speaking of big wins, the Rockets beat the Hawks. Kakar, 132-126, hilariously. Trey Young was amazing. Despite the loss, uh, tight game for a lot of this. Like Hawks had most of the running, but then boom! Like when I say tight game, like the Hawks were in charge the entire game, right? And then in the fourth quarter, the Rockets went. Oh, actually, Eric Gordon's here. DJ Augustine's here. Yeah, just let him shoot some threes. Boom! Forty-four fucking points in the fourth quarter from the Rockets. Forty-four. That's insane. For they won the fourth quarter, 44-25. It was absolutely hilarious. They tried to give it up at the end as well, like three straight turnovers. They're just like, please take the ball away from us. Jay Sean Tate's trying to inbound at the end. He's trying to pass it around. He's like, I don't know what to do. He just sort of threw it up in the air. Oh, God, it was horrible. But anyway, uh, Eric Gordon and DJ Augustine just in that fourth quarter were absolutely fucking insane. Trey Young couldn't do quite enough to stop them. He was awesome. He had 41-10, and 5-9 from three. 14 to 22 from the floor. He was unreal. John Collins had 14 and 7. Capella had 12 and 16. But, wow, 12s for Gallo, Reddish, and Sweet Lou. And they lose to Houston, though, because they gave up 32 to Eric Gordon. He went 5-8 from 3. DJ Augustine went 6 of 7 from downtown. This is the DJ Augustine who sank the Raptors in their uh, championship year in game one of the first round of the playoffs. DJ Augustine out of nowhere. It was just like, hang on a second. I'm the best player in the world for these next eight minutes. Insane shit. 22 points. What a legend. Christian Wood, what ScoMo's got for fucking up elections. 12 points, five boards. Kenny Martin Jr., 13, 6, and 3. Jay Sean Tate, as mentioned, 15 points, four assists, two steals, two blocks. Bloody good. Atlanta, that's five straight home losses, which is crazy. And they're now 13 and 14. Biggest disappointment of the year, question mark? And Houston, 9 and 18, out of nowhere. Milwaukee! It's not our gonkin for the good land today because they got their asses handed to them by Boston. That's right. The Celtics beat the shit out of the Bucks. 117-103. Jalen Brown came back. Giannis is on one early. They're actually up nine after the first quarter, which is the craziest part about this Bucks game. And Boston then just took control. Like they stymied their O. And the Bucks were like, oh fuck, what do we do? How do we do this again? And they just like, they lose Middleton to, like, a sort of really... It was a hyperextended knee. He landed weird. It just looked a bit fucky. But the thing is, in the fourth quarter, the Bucks got it back to single digits, and Jason Tatum, who was playing his ass off all game, went, oh, yeah, nah, not tonight, boys. It was insane. Like, I think it was, like, nine points, and he scored... What, he drove to the rim, 
And then he hit a three straight after, so five straight back up 14. And then a couple of minutes later, he hits two corner threes, and the game was over. Like It was crazy. He had 16 points in the fourth quarter. Jason Tatum was amazing. Huge vibes for the Celtics after a rough road trip. Uh, what were they, like one and three on the road trip? Brutal. Bucks, Giannis goes for 20 points, eight rebounds and three assists, but look, four turnovers, 0 of three from downtown. Tough one. 20 points, eight assists for Drew Holiday. And not a giant amount else. Like, obviously, Middleton, they lose him, but he was two of eight before he left and before he got hurt. Bobby Porter's fighting. Bobby Porter's fighting around the world. Had 13 and eight. Patty C, 15 of the bench. Boogie hit two threes, which is nice. But at the same time, they lost. The Celtics, 20 of 47 from downtown. Jimmy, how do you win games, bro? I don't know. Hit 20 of 47 threes. Yeah, that'll do. Uh, Tatum had 42. Guess what? He's going to pop up again in a second. Jalen Brown had 19 in his return. What, did he miss five or six games? Oof. Grant Williams, though, just turned into Larry Bird. That was awesome. 17 and 7 for him. Five of seven from downtown. This is the Grant... Look, this is the problem with the Celtics, right? So... They've spent the last decade as oh, bro, we need to accumulate assets. We've got to accumulate assets. So many assets. They've got, like, all these fucking first-rounders, so many first-rounders, and all it sort of turns out to be is, like, Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard, Romeo Langford, none of whom have really popped. And, like, you know, you've got one of your top picks, Smart, who goes, what, 1 of 13 yesterday uh, or on the weekend. Today went, you know... One of six, <laughs> not ideal. He had 11 assists, though, in this one, and zero turnovers. That's good. Ten each for Time Lord and Big Al. But Grant Williams, like, just going five or seven from downtown. Like, this is the thing the Celtics kind of need. They just need one of those role players, game in, game out, that Romeo, that Naismith, Peyton Pritchard, Grant Williams, just to give him something. Because so often it's kind of like one or two buckets. It's never that weird one that sort of pushes into the middle and uh, get you fired up. And that's what happened today. And the Celtics ran over the top of the Bucks. Like, that's when they're a good team. Ugh. Like, Shredler, Danny Shredler, German, no, no, it was is handy. And he should be, like, the really high-level version of that. He's, like, way too... Like, between him and Smart, it's like you just can't bank on them game in, game out. So, anyway, tough one. Good win, though, for Boston. They're now 14 and 14. Millie Walker dropped to 18 and 11. Philly got ship-pumped by Memphis, 126-91. Embiid was ruled out. And uh, what happens when you play Andre Drummond? You lose. And that's exactly what happened. Phillies D just didn't get on the plane with them. Uh, they dropped 37 in the first quarter, Memphis. Just kicked the fuck out of them. It was crazy. They're up by 12. It was like a 22-bit like bit at the start of the third, I think. It was like a 14-4 run. And Memphis were up 26, I think, going into the fourth. Because Triple J had 13 points in the third. The Sixers had like six turnovers. They were just shit. Doc Rivers like, nah, fuck this. Reserves in you go. And it was like, Memphis were up as like 36 in the fourth. It was nuts. So, yeah, Maxi was good. Everyone else was shit. They went 4 of 22 from downtown, did the Sixers. That's crazy. No South Curry either. Uh, 23 and 7 for Maxi. Tobias Harris. Hey, Tobias, uh, we don't have Embiid. We don't have Seth. Um, we don't have Ben Simmons. Can you go out and get us 40? Righto. 12 it is. <laughs> it's the classic thing with Tobias Harris. Look, it's not his fault he's overpaid, but at the same time, can he just go out and win one game for the Sixers just off his own back once? 13 for Bassie, Shake at 12, whatever. The Sixers sucked. Uh, the Grizz, Triple J, he had 22. He was great. Dylan Brooks is back. He had 23 and 6. Tyus Jones, Tyus Jones, 6 or 7 from the floor. Uh, D'Anthony Milton had 15 and 4. The Grizz were just really good. Four, they, shot, they hit 10 more threes than the Sixers. They shot over 52%. Yeah, that'll win it. Without Jar, Triple J came back, though. Love that. They're 17-11 Philly, 15-13. Dallas, absolutely killer-rated. Charlotte, 120-96. Hilarious. Really good start. Uh, KP was crushing it all. The extreme Zingerberg. He was on one today. He was supercharged. Supercharged Zingerberger. He was supercharged, boys. Can you put an extra patty in there just for me? Yeah, well, God, do it. It'll be extreme. Extreme Zingermeal. Yeah, he was extreme Zingermeal today. He crushed him. He was awesome. Josh Green was fucking throwing down alley-oops. It was beautiful. The Mavs were up 20 early in the second quarter and just didn't get any better for the Hornets from there. Gordy Hayward, 17-6-6. Terry Rousey returning at 20. Uh... But as mentioned, Miles Bridges shot 2 of 11, 7 points. Kelly Oubre had 20 off the bench. Book Knight had 13 on 13 shots and nothing else going right for the Hornets. Uh, the Extreme Zinger Meal. The Extreme Zinger Meal. Was awesome today. 24, 13 rebounds, 5 blocks, 3 of 8 from 3. 
in 25 minutes. That is awesome. Hardaway Lewis had 19 and 4. Brunson, 13 points, 8 assists. Finney Smith was good. I think he scored, what, 13 points, I believe, in the third quarter alone. He was awesome. Ends up with 15 and 4. Trey Burke had 22 as well. Like, he was just gunning it early. 10 points off the bench in, like, the first quarter in, like, three minutes. It was fucking gnarly. Uh, Josh Green played 21 minutes. It was awesome. We'll talk about him later. Charlotte, 15 and 14. Dallas needed that one, 14 and 13. Washington losing Denver, 113-107. This was an absolute shit pumping. And then Joker got thrown out halfway through the fourth quarter. Nuggets up 18. We should be fine. No. Then Wizards outscored the Nugs 22 to 10 to close out the game. And Denver just hold on by the skin of their fucking teeth. Turnovers, bad shots. Suddenly it's an eight-point game with like a minute and a half to go. And Washington are like, here we go. But Denver get like an Air Gordon dunk. Puts them back up 10. But then KCP hits a three. Back to seven. Minute to go. Monty Morris misses, and uh, KCP misses the next shot for uh, the Wiz. The notorious KCP, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. It was right there. Missed it. Would have been a four-point game. We were on, we were on here, boys. Nah, just missed, and a uh, tough one. So, Beal, look, he looked weirdly often disinterested for, like, a lot of this, right? Like, 19 points, 10 assists, 8 of 19 shooting, but like, that's the thing. You're like, Brad Beal, it's just it's been a bit fucky. You know, it's been a fucky season. And Spencer Dinwiddie's out there just getting in some cardio today. Like, I don't know. Meanwhile, Davis Batan's rocked up. Hello, stupid damage beard. 21 points for him. 5 of 9 from 3. Aaron Holiday, he had 18. KCP goes for 13 on 16 shots. But yeah, like Spencer Dinwiddie and Montrez Harrell, like no Kuzma, he's in the uh, COVID protocols. 8 and 7 for Trez. Spencer shoots 3 of 8 for 9 points, 3 assists and 4 turnovers. He's been shit. I love it when people go, oh, man. You know who you like the Nets could use? Spencer Dewey. I'm like, have you fucking watched him play this year? It's been shit. The Nugs, Joker had 28, 19, and 9 before he got kicked out. Cost yourself a triple-double. Anyway, Monty Morris had 22. Awesome. Air Gordon had 16, 5, and 3. El Jefe Green, 13, and 5. Even Faku was pretty important late. Hit some big free throws. Anyway, Washington dropped to 15 and 13. They are who we thought they were. Told you. 14 and 13 for Nuggets. And finally, the Clippers uh, took care of the Suns, 111.95. Pretty handily. I mean, Phoenix sort of stuck around, but the Clippers are in control of pretty much all this game. Without Paul George, without birthday boy Nick Batum. uh, On the flip side, Phoenix were without Booker and DeAndre Ayton, but the Clippers just controlled it. Like The Suns made a a run at the start of the fourth, got it close, and then bang, the Clippers just ran away with it again. Um, Just too many sort of empty possessions for the Suns, like, I think Miles Bridges was the only starter to hit a three. And I believe they, that meant they were one for 12 from downtown, the starters. That's just not good enough. Uh, and yeah, so they end up seven to 29 from downtown, the Suns. Clippers weren't too much better, but they just had a much steadier sort of a inside-outside attack because they had Zoobs doing work. Mook Morris is crushing it. He was on one today and off they go. So a uh, big win for the Clips over the Suns. Uh, what, Miles Bridges had 16 in the end? Not much else to really write home. Like, 9 points on 14 shots for Chris Paul. 11 shots for 6 points for Landry Sham. Wow. And that's kind of it. 5 of 15 shooting for Peyton for his 12. 17 for Cam... Look, Cam Johnson was good. He had 17 and 6, but yeah, nothing else going for the Suns. For the Clippers, Mook Morris, 24 and 11. He was a shining light. Reggie Jackson had 19. 17 points, 9 rebounds for Trey, man. And uh, the duck man, Luke Kennard, checked in 16 too. But, yeah, it was like, as I mentioned, Zoobs goes for 8 and 5, but he had 4 blocks. Isaiah Hartenstein, hello, shot 5 or 7, had 12 points and 7 assists, 5 rebounds and 2 blocks. He's been awesome, BT Dubs, as a backup center for the Clippers. He and Zoobs, like, they play basically the entire game. Like, if one of them's not in there, the other one is. And they're, like, the same player. Hartenstein's just a little bit taller and it actually works out to be one okay center between the two of them. So, kind of love it. Either way, the Suns are now 21-5. and five. The Clippers 16-12. and 12. Let's do an NBA Australia pre-performance of the Bloody Night. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Supercharge Zinger Burger. Ah, oh, Zinger. 24 points, 13 rebounds, 5 blocks. Goes 7-16 from the floor. 
in 25 minutes. 24, 13, and 5 in 25 fucking minutes. I love it. I absolutely love it. The thing is, you know what I'd really love? To see the Zinger do that when Luke is also fucking playing. God damn it. Just the two of you. Can you play well together? Jimmy, I don't, Jimmy, I, don't, I think, I think it's, I think, I, th- I don't think it's going to work, bro. <laughs> it sucks. I hate it so much because I feel like just in my stupid, dumb fucking basketball brain, I see the way Zinger plays. I see the way Luca plays. It feels like it should be fucking perfect, but no. For some fucking reason it's not. It kills me. Uh, so Zinger's the first up, uh, first up here. The other one is Jason Tatum. Holy shit, what a game. 42 points. He shot 16 of 25. And 7 of 13 from 3. That's his 8th 40-point game. That ties Paul Pierce for the most by a Celtic before turning 24. Uh, which is pretty gnarly because Jason Tatum's still only 19. So not bloody bad for a 19-year-old. But what a game he played. Because this was kind of it. Like, as I mentioned in the rap, like, the Bucks came fucking hard at him. In that fourth quarter, Tatum's like, oh, yeah, nah, not today, boys. So 42 points, five rebounds, four assists, and three steals. The 7 of 13 from downtown was absolutely gnarly, and he lit it up. And you love to see it. Like, ably handled, you know, ably assisted, rather, with Jalen Brown dropping his 19. But the way Tatum was like, oh, it's Giannis over there. Don't care. Watch this. Bang. 16 to 25. What a performance. That's winning the game. Tatum, that's what he did. You love it. Kind of love it. Good shit. Spot of the night now. Spud, 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 of the night. Spot of the night. 2 of 11 for Miles Bridges. Not to be confused with Michael Bridges, who was actually okay. 2 of 10 for Kevin fucking Wada. The Ginger Ninja was like the only Atlanta Hawk not to actually do well, and they still lost, probably because of him. Uh, one of nine for Harrison Barnes, as mentioned. Duarte and Turner, not great. I mentioned those dudes, but the worst one was like, obviously, uh, we had, what, one of six for Duarte. One of seven from Jeremy Am- Jeremy Lamb, old sleepy eyes, which is brutal. But one of ten from Miles Turner absolutely killed me. Oh of six from three against the Warriors. So when I said, I feel like they're kind of throwing this game, it's like Miles Turner's like, oh, I'm just going to move my elbow a little bit even closer to my sh- when I shoot. Yeah, 1 of 10. He went 0 of 6 from downtown. He did have 10 rebounds and 4 blocks. But look, Miles, like if you're the Pacers, you're just going to, Miles, mate, we're trying to fucking trade you. What are you doing, mate? That's not, no, come on, 1 of 10. Seriously? one. You're 7 foot 30. How are you scoring 1 of 10? What is going on? God damn it, Miles. Ugh. I'm going to have to trade you for a bag of chips now, you idiot. Anyway, uh, Old Mate No Mates today. Old Mate No Mates. 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 Who's got No Mates today? Uh, feels like Karis. I mean, Karis is already in these trade rooms like, ah, oh, well, he and Jared Allen are best mates. Maybe he would like to play in Cleveland, he said, having leaked that to the Pacers reporter. Uh, but also, like, falling out of bounds... Like, just, just slipping as you're driving and throwing the ball away, like, out of bounds on your last possession when you're down two and you have time to get a shot off. That's ah, a pretty fucking bad way to lose a game. I'll tell you that much. Like, my poor sweet baby, Carrots Levert. God bless him. He's dealt with a lot. He snapped his fucking foot off his leg. He had a goddamn cancerous thing on his kidney, which they fucking cut off, legends. And uh, he's come back. Love it. Love me some carrots, but I'll tell you what, that is a tough, tough bus ride home today. <laughs> like, getting on that bus is like, ah, oh, hey, Karis. Yeah. Bit of a bit of a tough one at the end there, wasn't it? Oh, jeez. He's just sitting there by himself, staring out the bus window, 100%. Uh, pantsing of the night. Fatty, fat, 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 fatty, fatty, fat, fat. Fatty, fatty, fat, fat. Larry, that's a girl's name, Mark, and got absolutely fucking smoked and put into the shadow realm by Kyle Lowry. Like, his ankles literally exploded. Like, I thought he was hurt. He was out there doing the stanky lag. Do that stank lag while playing basketball. He looked like he was trying to do the Cossack dance and, like, got shot halfway through. It was fucking brutal, Kyle Lowry. It's like, I'm going this way, I'm going that way. Now, nah, fuck you. And Larry's like, blah, 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 but in finish. 
Uh, so the finisher got finished by Kyle Lowry. That sounds pretty gross, but still, uh, <laughs> tough scenes. Karras, as mentioned, that's a bit of a pantsing, just fell over in the last possession. Paces down two, he drives, falls over, loses the ball out of bounds. Like, that was a panting because it looked like me trying to do it, you know? Not great. Andre Drummond got Kiwi shaked by Stephen Adams, uh, a.k.a. got bumped into and just went fucking flying. I just know that Stephen Adams, oh, Brew, dude, have you ever seen a penguin fly, Brew? Oh, Brew, I just saw a penguin fly, eh? Did you see one? I thought they were flightless, eh? But that one flew, Brew. Love it. And uh, I believe Triple J also fucking gave uh, Andre a bit of a fucking hammering. And, of course, Gafford. I mentioned this uh, at the top. Absolutely sent flying by Aaron Air Gordon on the perimeter. Aaron Gordon's just sort of sized him up, gone. this is the same Air Gordon who did a windmill dunk in the middle of the game earlier on. And uh, Air Gordon's, like, on the perimeter, guarded by Dan Gafford. He just sort of goes left, right, jab, jab. Goes right again, and Gafford just fucking eats shit. And goes on his back, he's sliding into oblivion. It's like one of the slide into the galaxy fucking memes. The thing is, he didn't slide far, well, he slid perfectly far enough for Air Gordon to then dunk on him while he was on the fucking, that's how far he slid backwards. He got his ankles broken that badly, ends up under the basket as Air Gordon then fucking dunks on him. I'll tell you what, that's a bit of a fucking pantsing. So there's some great pantsings today. What a great set of pantsings. I love it. Uh, and finally, better than Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you will get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Uh, Tyrese Maxey with his 23 and 7. Pretty bloody good. And uh, I'm always going to give... Tyrese Maxey as much shine as I possibly can because that dude is a gun. I absolutely love him. Uh, but Scotty Barnes, holy shit. The rookie, like Mobley had a bit of a rough on today. We're going to talk about both of them in a second. Uh, but five blocks against the Kings, 16 points, four rebounds, one assist, and the five blocks in 32 minutes. The craziest part is he set the tone for that game and the Sacramento Kings did not win any of that smoke. I'll tell you that much. They're like, Scotty Barnes has already outplayed us. Fuck, nah, let's pack her up, boys. We're going home. It was absolutely brutal. So, Scotty B, Tyrese Maxey, today, better than Lonzo Ball. Uh, this is me and ours, right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some Yanaz. They're brought to you by the DailyLiquor.com from East 9th Brewing if you're in Melbourne. Mate, it's party time. It's Chrissy time. What's going on? Gonna go hang out, do some chills with your family, your loved ones, your mates, whatever. And uh, if you need to stock up on some booze, don't go get that Omicron Percy I ate. COVID. Not in the bottle, though. Bring the bottle to you with the dailyliquor.com. They've got all the amazing beers, wines, and cocktails you can uh, ever want. And it's for the Melbourne metro area. You get same-day delivery filter before noon. Obviously going to be over 18. But it's great. Tee up your after work drinks. Go just get around it. And if you're banging the code Strayer, you'll get an extra sixer of the old Dos Blocos XBA. One of the great drinking beers you'll ever come across. I'll tell you what, it is beautiful. So go smash that right now. The DailyLiquor.com. Stock up on some beers these holidays and get a free six running mate, Jimmy, with the code Strayer. Right, yeah, Nas, Dan Drosher. Yeah, nah, whoever doesn't get Rookie of the Year out of Mobley and Barnes is going to be stiff. Can we have joint winners? Yeah, nah. Yes, Matt, uh, this was Dan Drosher bringing this up perfectly because it had been sitting in the back of my brain. I'm like, Grant Hill and Jason Kidd tied for Rookie of the Year. We haven't had it then again since 2000 when Elton Brand and Steve Franchise Francis tied as well. The thing is, I mean, yeah, could we have joint winners? But also, let's just throw Josh Giddy in there and make it three. Fuck yes. They all split the votes. To be honest, Mobley's amazing to watch. And uh, I think I tweeted this one out today. I don't know if there's a better or more fun team to watch than the Cavs. Like, they're just gnarly. Like, maybe Charlotte when they're full strength, but they haven't been for so long. 
Chicago, again, when they're full strength because they're just so funky and weird. But the Cavs at the moment, with the three massive dudes, Darius, Judy Gutt, Kevin Love with his career resurgence, I love it. But either way, uh, Dan's right. Like, Mobley is fucking incredible. Scotty B, though, is just heads and shoulders above where anyone thought he'd be. And the cool thing is, they're both contributing to, like, good fucking teams, right? Like, the fact that Toronto had a shit year last year was, like, actually worked out all right. And the Cavs are better than anyone thought. And Mobley is a big part of that. So they're not empty, I'm going to take every fucking shot stat. Jalen Green. Kate Cunningham. Which is cool as. So I fucking love it. And I got a feeling like it'll be Mobley and Barnes down to the end. Like, unless Giddy can start hitting some threes and sort of putting up, you know, the more routine 16, 7, and 7s, the 16, 8, and 8s, the 19, 7, and 7s. Um... Next to SGA. And look, that might happen with Gids. Because my point with Josh Giddy has always been, look, we saw where he started last year in the NBL with the 36ers and where he ended up and where he started this NBA season was just fucking astronomical, right? So who knows where Gids will be be at by the end of the season once he's gotten into the swing of things with the team, etc. But at the moment, yeah, like Mobley and Scotty B, Scotty Barnes, whichever one doesn't win it, you'd be like, oh, that is brutal. But it's awesome. Love that. Uh, next up, are we going to get more COVID postponements? Yeah, nah. Oof. It sucks to sort of predict it, but like the timing's horrible, isn't it? Like you're going to go see it. Like you're seeing it go fucking crazy at the moment in the NFL. Uh, you know, we're doing NFL Australia later today. I think there was 37 positive cases yesterday, like alone, which is pretty crazy. And the NBA obviously is more susceptible to postponements because it's just, you know, smaller rosters. Uh, and with Christmas, New Year's, etc. ahead, like you do get the feeling that there might be a couple more teams that cop it pretty rough. But I feel like, well, this is why it's shitty and just kind of gross. They've managed to avoid it so far. And like a lot of the teams, this is like where you go, oh, yeah, vaccines do work. Because you've seen teams like get one or two cases, etc. And then be okay. Like Chicago just feels like a really shitty situation. Like for everybody. Um, so, look, here's hoping they're all safe and all good. And, yeah, I don't know. Like, I reckon we probably will just because it'll have to happen probably at some point, won't it? Yeah. Ugh, don't like that. The big one, though. Does Kyrie Irving play for the Nets this season? Yeah, nah, yeah. Because... I think you may have just seen this uh, turn about in Kyrie and, like, just the you're floating it up there. Just, oh, yeah, man, like, uh, it's not impossible that he'll play this season, eh? Because it's 100% KD going, Oi, you motherfucker, you convinced me to come here, play out the rest of my fucking prime in Brooklyn, we'll trade everyone, to get, everyone away to get James Harden, and then you have the fucking balls to bail... And have a sook about, like, fucking vaccine mandates or something, you idiot. Get the fuck back on the court. And Kyrie's like, hey, man, I hear you, bro. But, you know, look, I read a lot of... Uh, the f- I said to get the fuck out there. <laughs> like, that's exactly what's happened in the last couple of days. KD is very clearly the one with the most to lose, I think, here, right? Because he got hurt. He leaves Golden State. Leaves Steph. Leaves Clay. Leaves that infrastructure. Strikes out on his own with his buddy. And sort of... Even though he's won two titles, we all go, well, they're basically, it was Golden State's titles. It was Steph. It was Draymond. KD glommed onto a super team. KD's like, all right, I'm going to strike out on my own and try to do my own thing. And his buddy just fucking bails because he thinks he's fucking Jesus mixed with Gandhi or some shit. But all he is is really just a run-of-the-mill fucking stoned year 11. And this is the thing. I love it when fucking NBA players or athletes or whatever just go, Hey, man, you really got to think, because it's like, yes, because you spent all your fucking time in high school uh, playing sport doing and being like a professional, like just the amount of time and effort you put into that, that's great. It got you where you are in life. But you also missed out on the very crucial aspect of life where it is just sitting around talking absolute fucking shit with your mates, high as balls, and then you realize, oh, that was dumb. And we've all got like that period. It probably lasts, I don't know, six to seven years. And then you come out of it and go, oh, yeah, I learned some things. <laughs> you talk shit. And it's just that Kyrie's doing it later in life. And KD is going to be so fucking angry going, you're an idiot. Oh, this fucking prick. 
Are you kidding me? It's like, think of it like you left a successful company to go start up your dream job with a buddy and then they fuck off and bail on you because like, they don't like the hours or some shit, right? Like it's a fucking betrayal for KD. And I was wondering, it's like, it's got to hit some point where he goes, you know what? This guy's just over there doing nothing. Fuck him. And I think KD's now played enough of this season and like shouldered enough of the burden, watched Harden fucking eat his way through enough plates of stripper wings to go, right, fuck this. Kyrie, get your ass vaccinated, you fucking idiot. Get out here now. And Kyrie's like, okay, I'll be good. <sighs> and uh, that'd be good. <laughs> Unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Uh, look at me. Look at me. This sort of ties into Outback Takeout. So let's do that as well. It's Tuesday at Outback, you know what that means? Oh yeah, I'm jumping on seek.com.au to get a whole brand new kitchen staff. It's bloody birds. You bring one in per week and it kills 18 people. Still, our cassowary casserole is delicious only at Outback. And today's flame grill take is... Steph Curry very clearly pulled the trigger a little bit early on some of those threes today in Indy. And I bet you that he exactly did that so he could break the record at Madison Square Garden because the NBA would have gone, hey, guess what, Steph, if you break the record on MSG, we'll slip you a couple of extra million Bitcoin under the table. Only at Outback. I could not believe some of the threes he missed today. He goes 5 of 15. And uh, obviously, he hit one late where you're like, oh, shit, he might do another one. And they foul, etc. Um... And my, my first thing was like, yeah, the NBA is 100% going to rig this so that Steph doesn't break the all-time three-point record in fucking Indy. Like, if it was breaking Reggie Miller's record, that makes sense. And to do it in India would be hilarious. But it's Ray Allen's record, right? So they've gone, right, we're not going to let you fucking break the three-point record in some pokey little game in Indy. We'll get some fucky, shit, weird, shitty things. They can play as physical as they want on you. Adam Silver's on the dog and bone of the refs. Like, even if you motherfuckers have to tackle this prick, like, don't let him break that record until he gets to New York. And I think it's hilarious, and I kind of fucking love it. I think this is actually... Matty O has sent through a... Uh, yeah, Nara as well. Yeah, Jimmy, Steph left some in the tank for MSG tomorrow to break the record on ESPN. Yeah, nah, fuck yes, he did. So I mentioned that he was a little bit short, a little bit off. 100% on, on purpose. And the fact that they still won the game is awesome. And I love it. Um, To be honest... I feel like the funniest outcome would be if he tries to break the record and he can't hit two threes. <laughs> Just imagine that. He goes through an entire game at Madison Square Garden and Steph Curry only needs two threes to break the record. It'd be absolutely fucking amazing if he goes like over eight or something. Uh, but yeah, I've actually seen him put up 50 there as well before he was like even a really, like as he was sort of becoming a thing like back in 2013 because I was over there for South by Southwest doing work shit. I was in New York first, going to Madison Square Garden. It was absolutely fucking electric. And the craziest part was, I was there the next year when they played in like, oh, was it March, April, something like that, 2014. And he had like a triple-double. I was there with my buddy Tom. And uh, it's like, holy fuck, (laughs) Steph Curry's insane. I think I also saw Mallow drop like 48 or something. Anyway, saw some good games in MSG. Which is hilarious because it balanced out all the shit games I sat through in fucking Brooklyn. Anyway, uh, so the history of big performances, like I either want to see him hit zero threes or like 14 and break the all-time record with like setting a new record of made threes in a game. You know what I'm saying? Wouldn't that be the best? I think it would be. All right, we're back in a second with the Australian Player Watch right after this one. This is Shane Hill and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, what did Chris Paul, NASA Commander Scott Kelly, and Redico Farron, Alexis Ohanian have in common? Well, they're all in Noble, teaching you how to be smart and do good stuff. Seriously, Noble's awesome. It's like a brand new app where the world's top experts teach you new cool stuff in bite-sized little audio calls. It's basically Spotify, but for learning stuff. I love it. The squid hates it. I've already explained this. If it's not Thomas and Friends, the squid doesn't want to hear it. <laughs> Dad, Thomas and Friends, story time. Thomas and the Nutcracker. It's like, all right, Jesus. And loves the old uh, Thomas and Friends he does. Uh, the bloke from NASA talks about space. Chris Paul talks about plant-based lifestyles. And Alexis Ohanian, the Reddit co-founder, taught, teaches you how to launch a startup, which is really good. 
You know I love that one. Over 100 other experts are waiting to teach you something new as well. So if you are keen on learning some new stuff today, download Knowable from your app store, bang in the code STRAYER, and you'll get 20% off. It's great. I love them. And you can give them a bell as well. Australian play watch today. Aussie Matty T in that loss to Memphis. He played 21 minutes. He got four points. One and two from three, though, which is nice. Uh, one of two at the free throw line. One of three from the line. But he had one rebound and two steals. And one turnover. But the big one today was uh, Josh Green. Who's Josh Green? Josh fucking Green, I think, is uh, where I'm settling on for his middle name. Because you go, whoa, Josh fucking Green! And uh, Greeny... It's nice to see his teammates calling him green, calling him green as well. So the Mavs kicked the fuck out of the Hornets today, and he was perfect from the floor. The thing is, he was also getting without Luca, he was getting run out there a lot earlier. And you got to go, Jason Kidd. This is it. You need more athletic wings. Fucking hell. Seven points, three of three from the line. He hit another three. He's just gone boom and hit all the threes that he's hit all season in the last two games. One on one from the uh, downtown. He also had six rebounds, two assists, and a block. I'll tell you what, Josh Green, all he does when given the chance is produce so far this season. He's barely missed in like the last month and a half. It's fucking awesome. Give me some more Josh Green, Jason Kidd, right now, or you're bashed. So there you go. Love that. All right, really quick, uh, Shane Hill, shoot a shoot, shoot a shot, light him up award. Praise the Lord for I'm healed. It is the Shane Heal. Shoot a shoot. Shoot your shot. Light him up award. I mean, this is very easy because the American Shane Heal, a.k.a. Stephen Curry, has 2,972 threes. Ray Allen has 2,973. Uh, so, yeah. I think that'll get broken tomorrow. <laughs> but the idea is, I don't know. I feel like it's pretty important that you've hit 2,972 threes in your career. And like Ray Allen played a million T fucking years. And uh, Steph's about to do it. So absolutely fucking gnarly. That is some shoot to shoot. Shoot your shot. Fucking light him up award right there. And I expect we'll be doing this exact same award tomorrow with the exact same winner. So Steph Curry, absolute loose unit. Hit 5 of 15 today. Absolutely unreal, though. 2,972. Like, Reggie Miller went 2,560. And you got to remember, like, threes weren't a giant part of the game, you know, when he would have kicked it all off, but then he kind of helped make it one. But Harden is right there as well. 2,509. Yeah, nice. All right, what about a... Uh, it's not even a great moment in NBA. Strayer stat history, but just a great moment in NBA history. Great moments in NBA Australia stat history. Because on this day, uh, well, in America, so the 13th of December, back in 1983, I'll tell you what, it was the highest scoring game in NBA history. 186, the Pistons beat the Nuggets 184, an absolutely belter of a game. Uh, Like, absolutely insane game. 186, 184. Both teams are 11 and 12 at the point. Isaiah Thomas, that's right, the original Isaiah Thomas, goes for 47 points and 17 assists. Kelly Trapuka goes for 35. 41 for John Long. Holy shit. Vinny Johnson, he has 12. Terry Tyler has 18. Even Bill Lambeer had 17, 12, and 6. And then for the Nugs, he had Kiki Vandaway. He had 51. Absolutely insane. How's that? 51 points on 21 of 29 shooting. Zero threes. The Nuggets took two threes total, and so did the Pistons. Four threes in a game that had 186 versus 184. Get the fuck out of here. Isn't that cool? Alex English, one of the the most underrated basketballers of all time. 47 points, 12 rebounds, 12 assists. He went 18 of 30. 28 for Dan Issel. 16 for Mike Evans. It was absolutely insane. And it was absolutely fucking on. And I'll tell you what. You sort of get one of those ones where you go, oh yeah, 51 for Kiki. And then you're like, holy shit. Alex English had 47 as well. Isaiah Thomas has 47. John Long, 41. Trapook of 35. Dan Issel has 28. He's like the fucking 18th highest scorer in the game. It's absolutely gnarly. You kind of love it. And then you also go, hang on a second. Who the fuck was John Long? (laughs) It was one of those amazing, like, um, very, very sort of 
amazing when he kicked off his career and then very, very quickly uh, sort of turned into the journeyman everywhere kind of vibes and uh, it was pretty funny. So the fact that he's on that list is awesome because he was like one of those ones where you get the uh, card and you're like, who the fuck is that? Just some old dude. But he was really good when he, uh, in his prime. So amazing stuff. What a great moment in NBA history. 186 to 184. Absolute fucking scenes there in three overtimes. Jesus. I mean, fucking fanging to go home. <laughs> All right. The Patty Bills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. Uh, this one is Delhi. Because uh, it was very much like, a oh, we should check in to see the Delhi's alive after that creek freak dunk, that assault. Because um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's pretty brutal. Still pretty brutal. I've enjoyed the fallout. Uh, but yeah, Delhi. More props to him. Tough one yesterday, but great to experience Melbourne United home fans at John Kane Arena. Can't wait! Can't wait to do it again Thursday. How is that? <laughs> oh yeah, I got dunked into the salt of the earth, but fuck. Good to see our fans out. Ah, oh, Delhi, you legend. Love it. All right, game previews for tomorrow. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bean. Not a problem, Jimmy. You better hurry up and go get the squid. Yeah, you're right. Uh, t- <laughs> today, uh, we went three of nine on the picks today. Just missed on the Warriors. If they uh, had inbounded that ball at the end and gotten uh, gotten fouled, I think that one would have covered. But oh well. Uh, three of nine leaves us at 225 of 403 picks for the season. So I'm still doing all right. And tomorrow, it's only three games now because Detroit, Chicago has been postponed. So we've got Toronto at Brooklyn. Toronto on a back-to-back Going to the Nets, uh, the Nets are eight and a half point favorites, which seems like a lot. And I'm still going to go with Brooklyn, though. I think just because Toronto want a back to back, it's just it's a bit fucky. And I think Brooklyn will uh, just have enough. So give me the Nets to pretty handily take care of Toronto. Golden State in New York, the big one, the big one. Warriors, Knicks. I'm going to go the Warriors minus three and a half. The Knicks are a mess. Everyone's going to be hype as fuck. And usually when it's one of these all-time record games, the team whose player is about to break an all-time record is always a little bit weird, a little bit off. And Golden State, with their weird travel and stuff, this game will be very, very close, I reckon. But I think Golden State just have enough to get over the uh, line against New York. Everyone will be hype. Steph will hit a three. He'll hit another one. He'll break the record, and then they'll just go run rampant over the top of them. Portland, they host Phoenix. Phoenix on a back-to-back without Booker, without Aiton today. We'll see what happens. I'm going to take the Blazers at home plus two and a half. They're going to have Dame and the rest of their dudes. Maybe not CJ, but obviously let's go Portland. Plus, I think CJ's already been ruled out. And so is Cody Zeller. So, look, I don't know. What are they going to do without the bank teller, Cody Zeller? But look, as long as they've got Dame and if they've got Nurk... I think Portland can win this one, so give me the Blazers plus two and a half. What do you reckon? Oh, okay, Jimmy. Yeah, sweet. All right, well, there you go. We'll wrap up those three games for you tomorrow. I've got the squid tomorrow. I'm going to take him to see Santa. That'd be nice, won't it? Uh, so we'll probably have a bit of a late one tomorrow, but, you know, deal with it. <laughs> it's my show. Fuck you. Um, but those games are awesome. Toronto, Brooklyn, Golden State, New York, Phoenix, Portland. You little ripper. He and I will be watching them together. All right, that's it for today. Back tomorrow. We'll make uh, sure that we do a good show tomorrow. It'll be a fun one. Uh, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face IG. We're all over the socials. NFL Australia will be out tomorrow. Myself and Gaz chopping it up about this crazy NFL week. And, of course, don't forget, if you are in Melbourne, NFL Australia Christmas party this Sunday at the Catfish in Fitzroy from noon. We're going to be watching uh, Pat's Colts, my beloved Patriots. Uh, so that'll be fun. Just necking a few tins, hanging out. Yeah, come down if you want to sink some tins and... Be chill, bros. Uh, Adam, go check out World Wrestling Straya with Adam over on YouTube. Always a good time. Uh, he's wrapping up a crazy year for the Aussie wrestlers. And uh, you can follow him on FWCIE on Twitter. Check out, what is it? NBAstraya.com slash shop. Check that out. Get your merch. Get your merch. Uh, check us a rating review on your podcast app. Go on. I don't ask for much. Just do that, would you? Manscaped.com. Use the code Straya. Get 20% off and free shipping. TheDailyLicker.com. Use the code Straya. Get a free sixer. And knowable. Bang in the code Straya. Get 20% off there. Big thanks. I've got to go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band, House Hats. They're up running out of times out now. It's awesome. And big thanks. I've got to go to Joshua Delarenta's Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green Green Green, and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey. Apple Music, Spotify, whatever. And remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands. So should you. 
All right, that's it for today. And uh, we, yeah, nothing at the end. I'll, uh, we'll do a Jingles HR tomorrow. It'll be a Christmas party one. I promise it'll be good. All right, we'll catch you then, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, Rosanna. Nah.